Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some r slash am I the butthole? And if you love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, that subscribe, maybe that notification bell too, as it all really helps out the channel. And let's crack on with today's first story. And this was a request on Twitter. It's a story we covered a little while back that had an update that I must have missed somehow. <laughs> but someone's told me about it. And it's from RightJack77. We'll read the original story. Feel free to use the timestamps if you want to skip it to the update. And it's titled, Am I the Asshole for telling my sister to stop using the word family on me like it's supposed to mean something? As stated in a prior post, I was kicked out at 15 for being gay. From 15 to 35, I had no contact with my family. Over the years, they have somehow managed to work their way back into my life, only in a small capacity. My sister, who is younger than me, called earlier and asked what me and my husband were doing for Thanksgiving. I told her that it was just us and that we were going to have a nice dinner and probably watch TV for the night and go to bed early. She told me that she was having dinner and that we need to show up. I told her thank you but this was the first set of holidays in 10 years that I didn't have to host and I was planning on staying home and just putting on a fresh pair of pajamas after a shower and not going anywhere. She then asked about Christmas and I told her the same thing. She then asked when it would be a good time to get together. I told her point blank that I wasn't all that interested given our history and that I was perfectly happy with how things were at this point. This was when she got pissed off and started to yell at me saying that I need to start acting more a part of the family, that I need to let go of the past. She told me that we as family need to try to bridge the gap and move forward in a positive way. I told her no we don't, we hardly know each other, we are very much strangers. I also told her she needs to stop throwing the word family around like it's supposed to mean something to me. When we started to talk again when I was 35, when our dad died, her and my brother constantly berated me and told me that I just need to let them deal with everything that needed to be done. I never disagreed with them. I told them that they could handle it. I was berated when our mother was sick for not visiting her in the hospital or when she was home. I really don't have much of a relationship with my mum, and she is a pretty good stranger as well, so it didn't really matter. I threw everything back in her face. Before we hung up, she reminded me that it wasn't my husband's blood that ran through my body, and blood is thicker than water. I told her no, my husband's blood did not in fact run through my body, but a semen did and that was close enough. I thought my husband was going to wet his pants. So, am I the asshole for telling my sister to stop using the word family like it means something? And there is a pretty lengthy edit and an update that follows after but so we cover the edit first which says good morning everyone i hope that you're having a great day first i wanted to say thank you for all the responses awards and everything else in between this has been completely insane i never thought this would go so far 
I've tried to read every single response, but there are so many that it will take hours to get through them all. I wanted to do this edit to fill in some blanks, so to speak. When I was kicked out, I was 15 and my sister was eight. So she did not have anything to do with what happened, but she had every opportunity to find me after a certain point. When she was 16 and had her own car, she could have come and found me. When she was 18 on her own, she could have come to find me. She never did. When her dad died, it was a friend of mine who talked me into going so that I could maybe find some kind of peace with what happened all those years ago. She and another friend went with. My husband, boyfriend at the time, had to work and couldn't get time off. Initially, I was greeted with surprise and thank you for coming, but then with hostility from my sister and brother. If they for a minute thought I was out to get something from them or our dad's estate, they were wrong. I wanted nothing. And to this day, I still don't. My siblings have always told me what my place in the family is, which is basically I'm window dressing. I've been told that I have no business in knowing about the family's finances, family affairs or anything. I think that they are afraid that I could potentially take something that they want or are supposed to get. A couple of weeks ago, my mum asked me to read over some financial paperwork that she didn't understand. Reluctantly, I agreed, but once my sister found out, she screamed at me for putting my nose in areas that I don't belong. I told my mum not to ask me for anything again because I will not be involved. I have been asked a few times why I do keep in contact with them. The answer is because it's my way of keeping ahead of them. I do not voluntarily make contact with them. I have no reason to. I keep my Facebook locked down to the point that I don't show my city, my job, my phone number, nothing. But I can see all of their stuff. This works because they post a lot and if I see they are having problems with what the case may be, then I can work to make sure that if they are something I cannot answer or just ignore them altogether. Plus it does give an open avenue for communication in the event of a major emergency. Plus maybe I still hold on to hope that they will maybe at some time they will actually apologize, but I don't see that ever being the case. I've been asked if my mum has ever apologized. No, she has not and she never will. She is from a generation where parents don't apologize to their kids because that would mean they did something wrong. She's from a generation where kids were to be seen and not heard. I guess it comes down to this. My family has formed this dynamic that I will never be a part or want to be a part of and I'm okay with that. I was not asked to come to Thanksgiving or Christmas. I was told I will be there. Why? I don't know. And when I declined twice, things got ugly. Thank you for all your replies and support. And I think I can remember my thought process going into this one back then. And it was like, you know, regardless of what they were saying in this post, family is not always blood. And the way they've treated you, I wouldn't want a family like that. The way that's absolutely disgusting the way they're treating you. And it's one of these situations, you know, where we look at it and we can say, and I know it's not always easy. I always have to express that. It's never always easy. I know sometimes some people will say, yeah, I could cut off my family just like that. But others, it's Sometimes it's really difficult to do. But in a situation like this for me, for your own mental health, I think that would be the best situation to cut them all off and keep living your best life. You know, shower, fresh PJs, Thanksgiving, sitting watching TV with your partner sounds absolutely wonderful to me. So let's cover some comments and then we'll move on to that update. Sunlit Fable says, not the asshole. I feel like it would interest her to know the real saying. The blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. Bonds formed by choice run deeper than those by relation. Edit to add, this is apparently not actually a true saying. My apologies for misinformation. <laughs> so what is the real saying? 
Deleted user says not the arsehole. The last paragraph made me burst out laughing. No, you're not the arsehole. She lost the ability to call you family when she abandoned you with the rest of them. Adila Bean says not the arsehole. I hate when people use family to manipulate people into doing what they want. Family means nothing without the actions to back it up. Kicking a kid out at 15 is pretty unforgivable if you ask me. So you owe them literally nothing. Well done for standing up for yourself and I'm howling at your final line. So good. Renny Crin says not the asshole. I'm crying at your parting shot to her. You're totally within your rights to tell these strangers to step off. WH0D says not the asshole. I'll say semen is thicker than blood. (laughs) And one more from just a test drive who says not the asshole. Please just cut them off entirely. And with that, we're going to move on to the update to see what that says. So update. We had such a great day, just C and I. We had steaks on the grill, baked potatoes, steamed veggies, and a from scratch pumpkin cheesecake. Tuesday and Wednesday, my mum and sister were tag teaming my messenger all day and until I reached my limit and finally answered my sister. She told me when they were planning on eating and that I needed to arrive earlier. I told her point blank that I was not coming to dinner. Out of my own curiosity, I felt something was wrong and I asked her why it was so important for me to come. They had been telling some of my family members that I was going to be at dinner and everything was okay and I was part of the family again. This is important because many people from both my mum and dad's family have had nothing to do with me but never completely approved of what my parents did to me. This was my breaking point. This put me over the edge and I told them I was not going to cover for them and this was the end of it all. It was their fault for creating the issue and they will need to deal with it on their own. I told her I was done and that to never contact me again. I ended the call and immediately blocked all communication. The level of anger that I have towards them is to a point that I can't even describe it, but at the same time, I feel relief that they gave me a reason to terminate all communication with them. They are completely on their own. True to form, on Thanksgiving Day, C and I took showers, and I put on clean pajamas and watched movies all day, and then ate dinner, and then back in front of the TV. Before I end this, I want to thank all of you for the support and encouragement and kind words. Here's to a great holiday season. And there was one comment that really jumped out to me on this one from Luna Liner 321 who said, I have recently cut off all contact with my step-siblings. My stepsister, her husband, and my stepbrother's wife were friends on my Facebook. My stepbrother would never add me. They didn't talk to me or anything unless something bad happened. One day, I got tired of it. I deleted all three of them and it really felt amazing. I know they were only there to see what I was up to. They never talked to me when they were at my daughter's birthday parties. It was something that was long overdue, but it happened. And I'm so glad for that because it set me free. I knew the truth. It was just hard to accept it. Getting that taken care of felt great for me. I'm sure it felt great for you as well. Family isn't just people who have the same blood as you. I'm glad you and C had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you both have a great Christmas as well. And I think that's fantastic, isn't it, in some ways. I know it's what OP's gone through with their family. It's absolutely traumatic and horrible and unforgivable for what they've been through. But to be able to cut these people out of your life and go on to live your own, it's got to be a sense of freedom after that, a burden being lifted off of you. But I'm sure some other people in our comment section, I've heard some of you before, have been through similar experiences What are your thoughts on this story? What are your thoughts on the update? Let us know in the comments below and we move on to another. 
would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Story. And our next story comes from Gurgit12345, titled, Am I the arsehole? I didn't tell my wife I was taking a day off. My 28 male wife, 24 female, always ruins my day off work by giving me some errands that she doesn't want to do. For example, go to the next city to return something to her friend, pick up someone from the airport, babysit one of her friend's kids, take her brother's dog to the vet, etc. This week, she wanted me to go and pick up some stuff from her mum's home, which is two towns away, on my day off. I've tried telling her I wanted my day off to myself, but she says it's very important to her and I shouldn't behave like a selfish jerk. So I took a day off today and didn't tell her. I first went to a game of soccer with my friends, then went to a sports bar, had drinks, played poker and had an amazing lunch with them. After that, I went to the beach and spent a few hours there. Then I had an early dinner and brought takeout for my wife as well. When my wife came home, she asked me how was my day at work and how I happened to be in such a good mood, even after a 12-hour shift. I told her the truth and she was super mad. She said I shouldn't have lied to her. I told her that I've tried explaining many times that I don't like being an errand boy for her and that she never understands. She said that still doesn't excuse my lie and went to bed without dinner. Am I the asshole? Now, this one's a not the arsehole from me. I could have maybe understood if the wife was asking, you know, to go and do some household stuff that would have benefited you both. But the fact that she's like basically renting you out to go, and, you know, babysit friends, kids, taking brother's dog to the vet, picking someone up from the airport. Hell no, I wouldn't be doing that shit either. And the first half of the story, I was like, well, you not really explaining to her that you don't like it but then the last paragraph said you know you've tried explaining many times so it just cements the not the arsehole at all but white wallpaper 76 says not the arsehole it's fair that you would run errands for you and your wife's benefit like grocery shopping or taking your dog to the vet but it's not your responsibility to run errands that are really for her friends her family and randoms sure if you don't mind that's helpful but you shouldn't be volunteered to babysit her friend's kids or other bullshit 
Angsty YT says not the asshole. You're her husband, not her servant. If she really needs it done, then maybe she should just do it herself. You shouldn't have to take your day off, which is meant for you to enjoy, just to run errands for her. Your wife is honestly a walking red flag. If anything else, she's the asshole, not you. Conscious Card says, so how does your wife spend her days off? Does she get an entire day to relax or is her day spent running errands? OP replies to that one saying she usually goes to spend time with her mum or with her friends on a camping trip or something. She doesn't run any errands on her day off. Four says not the asshole, your wife doesn't get to dictate what you do with your time. Your days off are yours to do with what you will and clearly you needed some rest and relaxation. Marriage is a partnership, chores, etc. should be shared but in the normal working week, not when you take some time off for yourself. And one more from Philka Dave who says everyone sucks here. Your wife needs to learn that you need downtime and that she can't claim all your free time. You need to learn to be open with her and need to learn to say no and make it stick. Now, what do you guys make of this story? What would you do if you found yourself in a similar situation? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from Love My Car 66 titled, Am I the Asshole for Buying a Property Where the House Burned Down? leaving a small mother-in-law suite and not rebuilding a house there. My neighbors think so. I was looking to buy a place, but I wanted something very small, since I'd be living alone and I don't want a lot to clean. I found something pretty unique, a lot which had a house that burned down and was demolished. Everything was taken out so the land could be built on. But there was a garage still standing with a one-bedroom mother-in-law suite above it, just a bedroom, bathroom, and a little kitchen. This was surrounded by a half acre of mostly forest. I didn't know what to think at first till I went and toured it. I loved it. The three car garage would give me space to work on my car and bikes. The suite upstairs was bigger than any apartment I had and would be all my own to customize in a way I never could with an apartment. And the price was super low, unbelievably low for the area. I was able to pay a 50% down payment and I own it in full on five years. I checked with the local regulations and it would be legal for me to live in the mother-in-law suite on the property. Anyway, long story short, I closed on the house and moved in. I was really happy with the place. It was just the right amount of space for me, roomy without being a pain to clean. The outdoor space is great for my dogs and hosting barbecues with my friends. So on to the trouble. A couple of neighbors made comments about being glad someone moved in to fix a place which was an eyesore on their street. But a while later, my neighbors started asking when I'd start building. And I realized they thought I was living in the mother-in-law suite and planning on building a main house. I said I wasn't planning on it yet. I don't need a lot of space yet. My neighbors got upset I was bringing down the property value by leaving the lot, a vacant lot, and living in an old garage. Not mentioning that garage was new and a whole residence. I said I wasn't trying to bring it down. I'd keep it nice, but I didn't have house building kind of money. They said that just by keeping it as it was, I was bringing it down, since its value was maybe one-sixth of the other home's value. I got frustrated and I said, I wasn't the one that burned the house down. Maybe blame whoever did that. I just got a place as is. The neighbors got upset with me saying that because they had been close with the previous neighbors and the fire had been a tragic accident. I said sorry I didn't know, but honestly, they couldn't put their expectations on me after I bought a place not knowing any of that. I just bought a place wanting to get something I could afford. How could I expect to suddenly be expected to spend six times as much? The neighbor said that if I was buying a demolished building land, there is an expectation that I rebuild. 
Am I the asshole for buying the land without plans of building? God, this one almost felt like HOA territory, didn't it? Like all the neighbors ganging up and trying to force you to do something with your property. It's not the asshole from me. I don't know about the legalities of this one if you are expected to build a house when, you know, you buy land like that. But to me, very simply, I'm coming at a not the asshole because this is your property. You bought it, you toured it, you liked it. <laughs> you're not expected to do anything, in my opinion. If you're enjoying yourself, you crack on, my friend. But Pokoff says, and not the asshole, this isn't about property values. It's about micromanaging neighbors who want to tell you what you can do with your own property. As long as you don't have a bunch of rusting cars or cooking meth, they can all go pound sand. We got a pound sand. We just need a kick rocks. And LK Winchester says, not the asshole. In this market, you get what you can and go from there. Your neighbors are assholes. The first money you invest could be a really nice fence. The dissenting gopher says, if you have the legal right to occupy the dwelling on the land and you obey all laws relating to the use of the land and dwelling, then that should be the end of story. It sounds to me that you have scored yourself a total bargain. Owning instead of renting and being clear of your loan within five years makes your purchase sound like a very savvy investment. Well done, you lucky bastard. <laughs> no offense intended. As for your neighbors, you don't even owe them an explanation you are hardly responsible for satisfying their expectations. If raising the price on their own homes is so important to them, tell them they are welcome to build a house for you. If you really want to piss the neighbors off, tell them you are thinking of bringing in a couple of trailers for your extended family, then sit back and watch the fun. <laughs> Not the asshole. Enjoy your home and congrats on a fantastic score. May says, Not the asshole. They're just mad because their house values are worse now. Basically, your needs don't matter, you're just negatively affecting them. The house value in no way affects you. Tell them to fuck off before you add more stuff to your property. That will definitely lower the value of houses in the neighborhood. Wild War Turtle says, you're 100% not the asshole. Edit missed a line about the house already being demolished. Realtor here, their property values aren't going to be hurt so badly, they need to act like this. Ignore them, OP. An anxious Rubik's Cuba says, uh, not the asshole. It's not their property. They can mind their own business. No one said it, so I'm going to have to say it. What do you guys make of this one? I think they can just go and pound sand. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And we'll move on to the next story. Love it. And our next story comes from Throwaway Best Man. Would I be the asshole if I changed my best man speech from the one what my sister approved? My twin sister is getting married in a week. Her fiance and I have been friends for longer than they've been together and he chose me as the best man. I love my sister, but she is super intense, very self-conscious and probably has mild anxiety. She hasn't been a complete bridezilla, but she has been extremely stressed out planning the wedding. She insisted on me having the speech done early so she could read it to make sure it was good enough and that I didn't say anything mean or embarrassing. When she read it, she made me cut out a few parts because they were exaggerations or you can't say that in front of our family. I rewrote the speech to something she approved of, but I honestly feel like it's a bit boring now. From what I know, the best man's speech is supposed to be mostly jokes roasting the groom and she made me cut out most of them because they weren't appropriate. I kind of want to change it from her approved version back to the original and maybe also expose her a bit more for her anal retentiveness over the speech. I mentioned it to her fiance and he said he doesn't care what I say in the speech, but that he doesn't want to piss her off. I know the wedding isn't about me and it's about her, but my sister stresses about everything and usually realizes after that it wasn't as big deal as she's made it. 
Obviously, I care about both of them and will never say anything too unforgivable. I just want to add some humor to the day, and I'm sure all of our friends who know both of us are going to be expecting a funny speech. Would I be the asshole if I change my speech? Look, you said your sister isn't a complete bridezilla in this, and you know, she probably has some mild anxiety, she's intense, and you know, she's really stressed out from planning the wedding, so don't just put any extra burden on her, don't make her feel like she can't trust you, don't turn it back, basically, just let her enjoy her day. And the more weddings I go to, the more I sort of, I dislike these best man speeches. Maybe this is just me and, you know, maybe I'm a bit boring as I'm getting older. Everyone I've spoke to is always really worried about delivering a best man speech because you have to be funny. You have to roast certain people. It's embarrassing for the groom sometimes and they don't want to be roasted. And maybe it's just some of the weddings I've been to. Maybe some of the weddings, you know, best man speeches you crack on sort of thing but I always feel like I'm sorry for those people in the way that the best man for having to you know feeling the pressure of these speeches and the groom for you know getting roasted cringingly <laughs> but as I said I'm probably a boring fart hey <laughs> but sci-fi Emma says you're the arsehole and quotes from what I know the best man speech is supposed to be mostly jokes roasting the groom and then says it's a real frat boy perspective and often makes a huge chunk of the guests cringe but Bankshot MCG says you would be the asshole. A best man speech doesn't have to be a roast, and yeah, it's your good friend and his day too. But you've agreed to let her vet it. Even if it's better now, you're going to worry her when she's already high stress. Let her have smooth sailing. I was a photographer's assistant, and trust me, I've worked probably close to 200 weddings. The groom roasts 80% of the time are terrible. It's just the groom's meathead friend Spab from college threatening to reveal details of their trip to Tijuana. <laughs> Just tell them both why you love them and why they're lucky to have each other. If you can make a joke in there, go to it. But nobody's bored by genuine expressions of affection from the person who connects these two. You don't want to be remembered as the asshole who insulted the bride on her wedding day. Spab. Pogue says you're the asshole. This is a speech honoring your sister and her new husband. This is not a stand-up comedy routine. Redoubtable Self says in quotes, I kind of want to change it from her approved version back to the original and maybe also expose her a bit for her anal retentiveness over the speech and then says, you're the asshole. Don't make her the butt of your jokes at her wedding. She wants to feel loved and cared about, even if she does have a habit of being oversensitive or thinking things are a bigger deal than what they are. Her wedding is not the time to call it out. Ellie Vatisa says, you're the asshole. Nobody cares what you want. This isn't your day. Planning a wedding is a nightmare. Do not give your sister one more thing to be upset or stressed about. Now, what do you guys make of this story? How do you think he should deliver the speech? Original or edited version? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below and all of your thoughts on today's stories if you choose to share them. A huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for being involved in the channel today means the absolute world if you want to be an absolute legend as well you can click that like button it really helps out and i will see you in the next one take care guys <laughs> much love Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. 
For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. 